Uh, this past Sunday, I, you should have some notes. If you need notes or you'd like to have notes, you can just raise your hand. The ushers will bring those to you. Hopefully you've gotten notes. Um, the Lord changed my message a little bit. I'm just going to share on the, the first few points of this message. Um, in Acts chapter 2, because I want to get into praying tonight, just real quick. So if I go too fast for you, I'm sorry. Uh, you got your Bible. You can look some of these scriptures up also. Uh, but Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So the, the things that I have down there are the, the works of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to go through these and kind of read the scriptures. I don't want to take a whole lot of time. But number one, the Holy Spirit regenerates us, regenerates us. Jesus said, Verily, I'm sorry, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of spirit. The spiritual regeneration comes through the presence of, of the Holy Spirit, his presence on our lives. Jesus acted upon this truth when on the evening of his resurrection, he breathed upon the disciples and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit, John chapter 20, verse 22. So it regenerates us. Number two, the Holy Spirit lives in us, which means you take God wherever you go. So those things that you maybe shouldn't be doing, God's right there. He's watching all that. The Holy Spirit lives in us. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Don't you know that you're, don't you know you yourselves are God's temple and that the God's Spirit dwells in your midst? The Holy Spirit dwells in us. He lives in us that we might live a, a pleasing life to God. He's given us help. All we have to do is just call on the Holy Spirit and he'll help us. So he lives inside of us. Number three, the Holy Spirit seals believers. The apostle Paul wrote, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. And that's Ephesians uh, 1. And then in Ephesians 4, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. When you become a believer, God takes an invisible stamp of ownership and he says, he is now or she is now mine. Taking you out of the hands of the devil. And so you're, you're God's and you belong to him. Number four, the Holy Spirit prompts us to worship. The Spirit prompts believers to worship and to adore the all-living God. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 24, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and truth. As we take time to worship, our spiritual well-being will be filled up. There's times when I just feel down, and, and the best thing to do is just kind of worship God, read his Bible, pray, and, and that'll just kind of lift your spirit. You know, God created music, and he has given unto us, you know, to worship him. Um, and then uh, John seven thirty-eight: rivers of living water will flow from within them. A scripture that I used on Sunday. But when they stop res being responsive to the Spirit in worship, we find that almost immediately you'll, you'll run dry. You have, to, you have to be filled up on the inside in order to be poured out. It's like anything. 
If you want, if you go to the refrigerator, ever go to a refrigerator and pull out the milk carton and there's nothing in it? I mean, somebody done drank it dry. And it's probably one of your kids or your husband. And just put it back. And we don't want to live like that. When you know, when you go to a refrigerator, you want a full gallon of milk. You know, everything's good. Number five, the Holy Spirit exalt, exalts Jesus. This is the Spirit's first primary thing to do, and that's the same thing with us, is to point people to Jesus Christ, is to point people to Jesus. Everything else that the Spirit does connects with that primary, primary task. task sorry. John sixteen fourteen. Jesus said, The Holy Spirit will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Everything should point back to Jesus. And then some of the points that I got into on a message on Sunday. The Holy Spirit convicts. John chapter 18. I'm sorry, 16. 8 through 11. And again, this is the one that we don't necessarily like. But we need. And we need to pray every single day. I had somebody in my office this week. And uh, we, were, we were talking. And he was talking about making a commitment for God. And he was trying to... I asked him when he had made a commitment for God. And he told me he'd been saved for a long time since he was a kid. I said, you know what? I make a commitment each and every day. Each and every day when I get up. and say, God, I'm going to live for you. That's my commitment. And we need to make that. And it comes through the Holy Spirit. And then there's times when he speaks to me and he says, listen. You know when you talk to your child that way? That wasn't pleasing to me. And I've got to go and repent and ask my son or my daughter. Forgive me for the way that I... I was tired. That's no excuse. But forgive me for what I did. The same thing with God. One of the things that I see a lot nowadays is unforgiveness. The Bible tells us if we can't forgive others, God's not going to forgive us. And I think that's where a lot of problems are in the world is unforgiveness. It causes also health problems. And it causes a lot of strife and a lot of stress. And if we would just let it go and go and ask forgiveness... So the Holy Spirit will come along and he'll point those things out. Um, in Acts chapter uh, 8, 29, it says, The Spirit told, fel- oh, I'm sorry, the, number 7, the Holy Spirit guides us. Guides us. Living in the Spirit is a personal relationship. When you maintain a life of prayer and communion with the Lord, you can lean on the leading of the Holy Spirit uh, and he will guide you. Um, let me just share a real quick story. Um, we, there's sometimes we talk about being slain in the spirit. It's only happened to me one time, one time, and uh, it was down at Brownsville Revival. And uh, I'm not one of those that I've had lots of people pray for me, lay hands on me, try and push me down, and I just I won't do that. If God wants me to go down, He'll He'll lay me down, and He did that day. And this is what God spoke to me: If you don't walk in the Holy Spirit, I cannot use you. So. Because when you go down, God will also speak to you. He just doesn't lay you down and just say, okay, go down. No, it was a time, and that's all he spoke to me. I don't know how long I was down there, uh, but that's what he spoke to me, and, and I remember that to this day because I want to walk in the Holy Spirit. But he will guide me. He will guide me. And he'll guide you if you want. When my grandfather was taken away when he died uh, in Bible college, he was a pastor, one of the greatest men I ever knew. And a, a really man of God who did many miracles. 
And I asked God, I crawled underneath a pew one day for about 45 minutes. I said, God, I wish that I had my grandfather, that I could go and be in his church and learn from him. And God said, I want you to learn from me and not from man. That's what it's all about. He guides us. Uh, number eight, the Holy Spirit empowers us and empowers us. And in Acts 1, 4, and 8, Jesus said, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised. You will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And then I talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray and we're going to believe tonight for people to be filled. Um, and so I have a couple of things, and some of them are instructional, and some of them are to help us tonight. Uh, don't be disappointed if it doesn't happen tonight, but just keep seeking God. I heard a story one time. There was a guy who went in. He was telling this story. He went into church, and he was praying. He was really seeking the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. He didn't receive it, and he walked out. And uh, he went to just a convenience store afterwards because he knew he needed to get um, some milk or something on the way home. And when he went into the convenience store, he set it down on the counter, and he didn't speak English. Now, he hadn't received it at the church, and he was trying to say, how much is it? And he couldn't get it out. It just came out in his prayer language. God just touched him. It doesn't matter where he touches you. You know, it could be here at the church, down at the altar. It could be on your way home. Um, so just continue praying. You need to be ready to receive. If you're not ready, you know, you, you have to get ready. You need to take a minute and repent and ask God to forgive you of your sins. We're going to ask in faith tonight, and it only happens in faith. This might take some time. Um, I've seen it happen right away when I was filled. It only took a couple of minutes. I've seen other people linger at the altar, and that's okay. That's okay. We'll pray with you tonight. Uh, we'll take our time. Uh, when you come, I want you to just praise God vocally. I want you to praise God. Just keep praising God vocally. And God will touch you. God will touch you. You might feel something. Um, and this is hard because everybody has a different experience. For me, it's kind of odd. Like, what's going to happen? And, you know, uh, it was kind of the unknown. And it just kind of flowed. It just kind of flowed. Now, sometimes you might, because we believe when people are filled with the Holy Spirit, that the, the first initial evidence is speaking in tongues. And I know some people... God gave them one word, and that was it. Some people, a whole vocabulary, just like that. And I don't know what God's going to do with you tonight. So we're just going to pray, and we're going to ask God to help us with that. And if he gives you one word, just say that same word over and over again. And it's of tongues, of angels, or of men. But the thing is, you don't know what that language is. It might have like an Asian accent to it. It might have like an African or something like that. But it won't be English. Unless you don't speak English tonight. Okay. I have heard of that happening. Just keep praising God. I'm going to ask everybody to stand tonight. As he leads in this song, uh, if you feel led that you want to come down for us to pray for you tonight, uh, just come on down to the altar that we can pray with you.
Heavenly Father, we just come. And Father, just ask that you would just continue to touch Father and minister. Father, we know that, Father, you're the infiller. You're the baptizer. Father, let your fire fall. Father, let your fire fall. Thank you, Jesus. We've had, just real quick, we've had a few that have been filled. We're going to stay here. If you, if you want to pray, you can. There is no end to this service. If you want to come down and pray, you can. If you want us to continue to pray for you. God bless.